Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Inside Track, brought to you exclusively by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine. I am your host and publisher, Greg Tutmiler. We are talking today with New York's Artie Tobaya. According to the Hudson Valley Press, Artie's musical style fuses stories of real people with the musical influences of rock, blues, folk, and country. It's great to talk to you today, Artie. Well, thanks for having me, Greg. I appreciate it. You bet. You bet. So um, give me a little bit of insight into how you got started as a musician. Uh, well, it's kind of in my DNA, man. My great-grandfather played with John Paul Sousa. Oh, awesome. And it's kind of history since then. I had, I had grandfathers and uncles and great-uncles who, who made careers as musicians. And uh, I guess I got the gene and or that bug, you know? Sure, yeah. But, uh, and, and that was kind of, you know, like I say, genetically handed down, and then uh, it just it just became what, it, it, what I do. Um, uh, 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 it's just what I do, you know. Um, and uh, uh, I, I got started, uh, you know, fronting a band, and uh, and it's never really ended since then. Yeah. I um I, I saw a quote or a part of a part of a piece of your press material about your entry into fronting the band, and you were quoted as saying that your first experience was, I, I didn't move one step from the mic stand and oh, never yeah. let go of it either, and, and for the entire time you played. Tell me tell me, tell me, me about that and, and the, the evolution from, from those early yeah, days well, of stage fright uh, forward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember vividly probably being just terrified out of my mind, and it was, a, it was oddly, it was mountain jam in the Catskill Mountains long before they started doing Mountain Jam. Okay. And uh, we were playing out on a stage in the middle of a field on somebody's property. And, uh, you know, small crowd. And um, I was probably terrified. And I just remember at one point being very consciously aware of the fact that I hadn't moved the entire time. I touched <laughs> the, the, loop, the, the, the adjustment knob on the stand, and I held this microphone in my hand on the top stand and never moved, you know? <laughs> now that's not the case. I mean, I don't jump around and uh, sure. flail about the stage, but I'm, I'm certainly way beyond that, and I 
I more often than not, probably 99.9% of the time, have a guitar in my hand. So, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, that was that was the beginning for sure. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. and and you weren't always a songwriter, right? That, that wasn't something that that you started out as. Is that correct? Well, no. I mean, I I I think I I've always been a songwriter. Uh, honestly, I I can remember writing my first song. Uh, being probably about eight or nine years old. Okay. I wrote called Birds. I see the birds, I hear the birds singing, I hear the birds tweeting, I see the birds flying over my head. It wasn't very good, but <laughs> I remember writing it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, uh, and that was the start, and that was probably, like I say, that I was, I was probably about eight years old. Okay. And uh, I've always kind of gravitated toward writing, and uh, songwriting's just become what I, d- I do, you know? And in in the early stages of your musical career, where did did you start out playing your original material, or or was it more of the pretty pretty early on? Okay, I mean maybe the first four or five years, um, I only had like one or two songs that I'd written, um, uh, and then really my first my second band was largely an original group. Okay, and and. We did we did very select covers, but we you, we did a cover that of a song in a way that you would never have heard it before. So it was almost like our own song, and, and, sure. and as well, okay, you know. So so really, early, a very brief time being just a cover artist, and and pretty early on writing and performing our own stuff. Tell me a little bit about the songwriting process for you, and 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 the everybody kind of has their own approach. What type of uh, influences yeah, well, for me, it's funny, man. I, 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 I wrote a song just earlier today, and, okay. that's, the, and that's the way it goes. I, I am not. I don't get writer's block. I don't uh, worry about what is going to come out of me next. My catalog's probably over 100 songs by now. Okay. And, um, you know, I, I find inspiration from an event. I find inspiration from a phrase that I hear somebody say, um... Sometimes, as is the case today, I heard a song on the radio, and there was a line, and I always think, man, that was the line, but they didn't develop it. Mm. And I grab onto a line, and then mm-hmm. I just spit off that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I have a lot of, you know, my themes are, you know, uh, like on Aberdeen, which is my, my new CD, I have, I have songs that are, the theme might be love, the theme might be some unsavory people that I've gotten to know over the years, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, uh you know, I got no one on there. It's almost like a reality show if you're following somebody on the train wreck of their reality show. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, I, I, I write, my, my process is pretty organic. I'm not ever sitting down going, I have to write a song about this today or I got to write today. I write and I, I always write from a standpoint of wanting, I do keep in mind that I want to connect this to somebody. I want it, I want it to be, I want the listener to be able to connect to it. Mm-hmm. Um, themselves in the songs or to find empathy in the emotion of the character or you know um, and and you know look we all have our lives and we all have our stories and we all have our challenges and mm-hmm. struggles as well as our successes and so when I write I I do bear that in mind I mean I'm writing it from my my lens and my perspective but what I know is that when I perform People connect to the lyrical content, and they mm-hmm. and they and they tie themselves to it, and that's really what it's about. For me. Sure, yeah, I'm sure that's that's the heart of every artist is you want to you want to connect with your listener through the music for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and a singer, being a singer songwriter, kind of has become a 
a label, but it doesn't really describe uh, an artist's style. How would you classify the type of music that you play? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good question. So you know, um, I I I I vacillate between the Americana label or 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 you know identification, mm-hmm. the roots rock, acoustic rock. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, but as you know, I'm Aberdeen. I mean, Mama uh, Mama calling me. That's like a real kind of straight country. Mm-hmm. Picker, you know, mm-hmm. um, Aberdeen is sort of a ballady type song, uh, more acoustic based. The song about my father is very acoustic driven, very, very mm-hmm. almost folk like. So, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of, I, I kind of struggle with the, with that. Like, how do I describe it? But that intro that you gave, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that writes uh, with, with. Um, with a, a, a crossover through rock, folk, country, blues, you know. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I don't ever sit down and say, hey, I'm going to write a country song. I'm okay. going to write a blues song. Yeah. I write, and when it's done, I go, oh, this is this is what it is. Yeah, you know? okay. Yeah. What type of audience do you find your music connecting with? Is Can you, can you tell the type of uh, folks that are drawn to, to what you perform? Well, you know, from a demographic standpoint um, of age, I find I have a pretty broad range of, of, of fans age-wise. In fact, uh, about two days ago, I was I was standing on my sidewalk somewhere, and this young lady approaches me, probably 15 years old, 16 years old, and she said, I just heard a song of yours. Hmm. You're re- really good. I like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And I'm like, wow, really? Like, you know, and, and somebody, somebody sh- she knew, knew my music and had played it for her, and she knew that I was who I was, and so she came and said it to me. And at the same time, I have fans that are, you, you know, uh, you know uh, 50, 60, 70 years of age. And so from mm-hmm. that standpoint, I think a broad demographic age-wise. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think generally people who are kind of grounded and, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I find people that are grounded, that are, you know, that are that are uh, uh, more into maybe an, an older, more traditional way of life. You mm-hmm. know, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I find that's where I get the most support. You know, mm-hmm. sure. I I know people like to shy away from the sounds like definition, but do you have artists or styles of music that that tend to influence you more than others, or at least did in the past as you were developing as an artist? Yeah, I mean, I grew up, I'm the youngest of five, so I grew up listening to a whole bunch of different people uh, as a result of my older siblings listening to different things. Um, I loved, like, you know, I love all the acoustic, you know, I guess I guess it's probably that seventies acoustic stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I got very deeply into the, the Allman Brothers and the whole Southern rock thing, and then you know never been much of the hard rock or the more rock stuff. But you know, the Allman Brothers, the whole Southern rock scene, and then that led me to more blues stuff. You know, uh, Steve Ray Vaughan, Buddy Guy, all those folks. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, but yet I can say Steve Ray Vaughan, Buddy Guy, and then say you John Denver and the Beach Boys. Yeah. <laughs> You know, um, 
but people, people, my brother-in-law heard Aberdeen for the first time, and my sister was listening to it, and she, he said, oh, are you, is that a Bob Seger record you're listening to? Hmm. So I get stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, because my voice lends itself in that direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Seeger, Mellencamp, Springsteen, um, I, I frequently get that from people, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and then, by the way, you know, I'm thankful to be in the company, you know what I mean? I mean, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's good stuff, you know. It's so, interesting that you, you you said the Beach Boys. When I I listened to the to the several of the cuts on the CD, I kind of almost gave me this sense of being in a beach bar. Um, not that oh, it was funny. not that it was beach music, but that was that right. that feel that you you know you're sitting on a dock, drinking a beer, having a hamburger, you know, along the coast yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's but see, I love that. That's what I'm going for. Like, I want it to be part of the soundtrack of people's lives. Yeah. You know? like, Take it with you. Sit on the dock. Do some fishing. Drive. Yeah. Take a road trip. You yeah, know. Yeah. What What song was that that triggered that? You know. Um, <laughs> I know you were going to ask me that. Um, I've got the CD laying right here. Oh, you know what it was? It was the uh, Kryptonite. Oh, Kryptonite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was the first yeah, cut on the album. Great little song, man. I get a, I get a charge out of that little song. Right? Yeah, I, yeah. I. I, yeah. I uh, that's one of those ones you're right and you go. I don't know, man. It's kind of so simple, but then I go, ah, I just, I like it, you know? And and that's how it made its way on the record, you know what I mean? I had a lot of songs to choose from, but it made it way on the record because of that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's got a it's got a happy vibe to it, you know? It's kind of got that you, you, kind of a sunshine, you know? It's not this dark doom and gloom kind of, you know? It just yeah. as a, yeah, as yeah, a even, yeah. even though the, you know, the lyrics, is, you know, if, if, uh, something to the effect of if, um, uh, if I was Superman, you would be Kryptonite. You know, it's just kind of a yeah. I mean, she's she's bad news, this girl. She's yeah, bad yeah. News. I'm, I'm trying to keep my distance. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it doesn't. It doesn't. The lyrics are like that, but the vibe doesn't feel that way. It's you know, people say yeah. lots of times about bluegrass music. Well, it's but, but but see now, you see, you pick up on something. That's not a mistake. That's the contradiction of the song. Yeah, right? yeah. It's, it's the conflict of the song is that here's this guy trying to do the right thing, but this girl is just. She's making them weak. Yeah, and yeah. Conflict, you know. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. That's it's cool. Contrast of the musical presentation and the lyric. I mean, you get that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, in in bluegrass music, it's you know the music is always feels good and happy, but the lyrics and the story are so dark. Right. You know, you can't unless you truly dig in there and listen to the lyrics. You don't you don't realize like, oh wait a minute, there's something more going on here than just a happy feel good song. So yeah, I, yeah. I like that what yeah, you did yeah. with that. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's- you know, and yet it's and you know, it's it's about it's maybe and at the same time it's maybe about love. I don't know. You know. Yeah. So, sure. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. The whole thing's toxic, right? <laughs> right. Right. So you you mentioned the 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 current CDs is Aberdeen, and I saw I think you've got one sort of in the works for a little bit later this year. So you're you you've been pretty busy in the studio. Tell me about yeah, well, Aberdeen you know, and what you've got coming up. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I mean, it's been a bit of a journey, and and. Um, so the, the quick snapshot is I, I released my first CD in 2001. Okay. And then shortly thereafter, I got run over by a car. Oh, my. And um, that really jammed me up quite a bit for a number of years. I, I can bet. Perform. I, I, play about, I play about 200 nights a year still. Okay. And, and, uh, and did so then. But um, uh, I released two CDs after I had the accident, but... To be honest with you, one of them was a recording that I'd already had, and I realized I could now, with technology, turn it into a CD. Okay. And the other one, I, I recorded it, but um, I have part of my 
situation was I had I had uh, uh, like amnesiac symptoms, and uh, I don't really remember making that third record, Chase the Sun. Wow. And uh, I mean, I remember it like in bits. It was one session, but it was it was many many sessions. Hmm. And then uh, and then we got to Aberdeen, which only took such a long time to get to from in between the releases because yeah, I just like I said, I was still kind of in recovery mode. I, I just I just wasn't in the right frame of mind to do it. That which I finally understood. And uh, and then I got to Aberdeen, and and uh, now um, you know um, I'm eager to stay on a more. Uh, I'm a, I'm a very up-tempo person. I do about 20 hours a day every day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I'm living, I'm, I'm not, I'm playing, I'm playing the streets and skid my lane to the coffin. I'm not playing to just <laughs> go there slow. Yeah, so, sure. You know, so I am, uh, I've, I've got some things in the work for another CD. Uh, I, I actually plan to get it done this summer, but now uh, something's presented itself that could be very exciting and an opportunity for me that uh, hasn't been fully worked out yet, but I might have the opportunity to work with some really good people. And uh, that'll probably delay that release by the more like early two six uh, two thousand sixteen. Okay. Okay. So, um, but yeah, and and even what that's going to be now, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So, but but Aberdeen was uh, you know I'm I'm real pleased with that and and really looking to uh, to gain some traction with it and, and and you know get some maybe chart with it a little bit. I'm trying to work with a couple of radio promoters now and. Uh, you know, maybe get more more on the festival circuit and and uh, uh, the house concert circuit. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm I'm definitely uh, I'm willing to to you know play and and go wherever wherever they would like to have me. You know, mm-hmm. okay. So, um, and you mentioned you know. 200 dates a year. I presume that that, that you're full time at this. This is what you do. Your career. Yeah, I mean, I play two hundred nights a year, and I yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't have. I don't have, uh, I don't always have the, the, they're not always the best, but, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, I'm out there 200 nights a year, and uh, it it, uh, it consumes it consumes a lot of my time, sure you can does, imagine, yeah. and, it's, and yeah. it's wear and tear, and it's, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty regional here for me within the, the New York area, uh-huh. you know, basically tri, tri-state, like New York, Connecticut, uh, uh, and Jersey, okay. and, uh and it's a variety of things, you know. I'm doing I'm doing updates. I'm doing opening act stuff. I'm doing uh, uh, festivals. I'm doing house concerts. Um, you know, so it's it's just being out there. And it's funny because my last couple of good opportunities came from the smallest of gigs I do, but they brought me some big stuff. So yeah. you, you just never know. So you have to be out there all the sure. time. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a particular venue that you you feel like you find yourself in more times than others? more time than others. I mean, I have some favorite places, you know, that I like to play, uh, one of which is a small little, uh, just a small little venue that I play in, but it's small, it's cozy, it's intimate, the people are always very generous uh, in their listening, and, and, and uh, you know, um, and then, you know, I play some of these bigger rooms uh, that, that, you know, are four or five hundred seats and yeah okay. uh, you know those are those are great man. those are great you yeah. know and festivals are always fun. I, ne- I never have i have never had a bad time at a festival what you type know? of festivals are you typically playing well you know we're we're again doing some of the smaller ones within the area mm-hmm. um uh, well i mean not all of them i mean there's one of the festivals up in connecticut uh that that uh you know 
thousands and thousands of people there, you know, just yeah. depending on state on depends on how many people you get, you know. Sure. Yeah. Okay. But but that is something we definitely um I'm hoping I can move Aberdeen to a place where I can get people because you said before about you know, I feel like I'm sitting on the dock maybe fishing or something like the stuff we do just lends itself to a festival setting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my guys in the band are all great and, you know, um, easy to work with and just, you know, easy on easy on the stage, easy off the stage. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and, it's, and I'm telling you, I don't think we've ever had a bad a bad festival experience ever. Yeah, Even if things aren't doing right. Like, it's just the way we're all built and, and, we, and we reach the audience when we do them. So, yeah. you know. So, how can folks hear your music find out more about you where can they where can they find you on the web yeah well i got my website which is just artytobia.com a-r-t-i-e-t-o-b-i-a.com and uh and then of course i'm on facebook and twitter uh under under uh Artie Tobia band on facebook and on twitter uh Tobia music and um yeah always happy to chat with people and and you know uh gain new fans and, and listeners and you know and of course I'm on Spotify and iTunes and mm-hmm. you know uh, all that all that stuff Amazon uh, CD Baby you know uh, Apple Music I'm on all those I'm available on all those things Pandora so you know I'm, I'm, I'm out there quite a bit and uh, you know pretty easy to find if you just put my name in you'll find it okay and the current CD is Aberdeen and uh, thanks Artie appreciate it it was great to talk to you today hi you too Greg thanks so much I appreciate it Thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Inside Track. We sure do appreciate you sticking around. Join us again real soon when we get together with another great artist and talking about their music. Have a great day. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.